Hey y'all, it's Keith. So I want to start today by talking about a favorite meme of the week. It comes from a book by former president Barack Obama. His book, A Promised Land, features this paragraph that I find very amusing. And it's noteworthy, especially for how he describes the females mentioned here. So pay attention for that. Here it is. Looking back, it's embarrassing to recognize the degree to which my intellectual curiosity those first two years of college paralleled the interests of various women I was attempting to get to know. Marx and Marcuse, so I had something to say to the long-legged socialist who lived in my dorm. Fanon and Gwendolyn Brooks for the smooth-skinned sociology major who never gave me a second look. Foucault and Wolf for the ethereal bisexual who wore mostly black. As a strategy for picking up girls, my pseudo-intellectualism proved mostly worthless. I found myself in a series of affectionate but chaste friendships. <laughs> oh, Barry. Pretty great paragraph there. From a writer's point of view, I must say, the, the stakes are clear. His goal is... Uh, laid out very uh, very well and it has a really nice modesty to it the fact that he failed at hitting on these three interesting sounding ladies with his pseudo intellectualism it's getting some flack online especially on a subreddit that I used to follow until recently called men writing women there's this kind of phenomenon of authors that are male describing female characters in really clumsy silly ways maybe focusing too much on certain body parts and you know describing those body parts in really outlandish you know analogies and such i think barack's descriptions here are quite fair and they toe the line pretty well between lustful male fantasy and very uh realistic and relatable females what do you think i wonder uh how this is being accepted in general long-legged smooth-skinned ethereal bisexual these are not that crazy descriptors uh they just suggest very loosely this sense of physical attraction and desirability and let's just be honest men physically desire women or if they're gay other men or whomever men have a naturally deep-seated lust built within them and sometimes i wonder in all this you know cultural politics if people just don't appreciate that or if they forget that it's there. Sometimes I think that some parts of society are hell-bent on redirecting this energy or crafting it and taming it in some way. And that's not the worst goal. I do think that male aggression and desire should be somewhat analyzed and contained and directed properly, of course. And maybe that will continue to be relevant today 
as we discuss something slightly different, which is trans issues, transgenderism and transsexuality are topics that we're very afraid to fully face and discuss. We claim ignorance. We claim to not know enough. (sighs) And that really drives me crazy. I really don't appreciate feeling censored and caged in on various topics. And this is one of them. So I want to try and let loose a little bit and just speak my mind on this and maybe give you a breath of fresh air on this really weirdly difficult topic. Staying with the subreddit, Men Writing Women, I want to read what a moderator posted there and pinned to the top of the page some months ago. You might be tempted to think, Keith, why are you discussing a sub where men describe women? If the issue is trans, this sounds like the furthest thing away from the relevancy here. And that's what I thought too. But then I read this. Announcement. T-E-R-F's not welcome. Reminder, trans women are women. TERFs are not welcome. I will keep saying it. Feel free to report any brigaders and feel free to post any J.K. Rowling content if it fits the bill. We don't appreciate or accept writers that attempt to invalidate the lives of other women. What is being said here? What What is going on? What does it mean to invalidate a life to invalidate lives of other women and what is a turf well a trans exclusionary radical feminist is this pejorative descriptor of anyone whether or not he or she is a feminist who excludes trans people from a group apparently like the group of womanhood if you don't agree that a man who calls himself a woman is the same as a girl who grows up, gets hit on by her uncle, menstruates, gets awkward during puberty, discovers her female empowerment. If you don't think those two people are the same, you're a bigot. That's the logic here. You're a trans-exclusionary radical feminist. And the most famous is another writer, J.K. Rowling, who is the most successful author of all time, a feminist icon in my estimation, who is on the record for saying stuff like this. If sex isn't real, as trans activists sometimes claim, there's no same-sex attraction. If sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. I know and love trans people, but erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. It isn't hate to speak the truth. But those words mean nothing to trans activists who say, yes, it is hate, and you're bigoted and hateful for saying that. I'm going to play a clip here from a pretty fascinating YouTube roundtable discussion featuring Jordan Peterson along with um, a gender studies professor that I'll let quote himself here. Basically it's not correct that there is such a thing as biological sex. And I'm a historian of medicine. I can unpack that for you at great length if you want, but in the interest of time, uh, I won't. So that's a very popular misconception. So essentially, when in my transgender studies classes, what we're doing is looking at actual research and identifying ways that current social issues related to trans people or things that are associated with trans, such as free speech arguments and claims, uh, how that connects to 
the way that people are thinking, the way that research has been framed, the history is... Give us some of the other pronouns that one would hear, typically. Um, I don't focus on pronouns because pronouns are actually part of a cisnormative culture. So what we do is learn about... Well, I'm going to stop you right there. Yes, yeah, I was just about to explain. Good. So we don't start from a cisnormative perspective because that can't actually go very far. What does cisnormative mean? So I'm going to start us there. Cisnormative is basically the very popular idea and assumption that most people probably have, and definitely that our structures convey, uh, that there is such a thing as male and female, that they connect to being a girl or a boy or a man or a woman, uh, and then sometimes that will also recognize intersex or trans people or transsexual people, as you mentioned, uh, because that's uh, sometimes also referred to as a gender binary. So anything that fits within a gender binary uh, can work within cisnormativity. Okay. Uh, but cisnormativity is basically that everyone assumes that there is male and female, and so very little is actually looked at to understand what's actually... Right. Let's just review the radical points that were just made. One, it's not true that there is such thing as biological sex. Well, that is like huge headline, shocking news, if what he says is true. That sperm doesn't fertilize an egg. That in nature, um, we see this sex binary everywhere somehow this is not true it's like saying that it's not true that there's gravity you know biology is a tricky field it's a field of science uh on the scientific method to explain the world and predict the world the natural world um it could be thrown out you know it's possible that we're in a matrix and that uh, postmodern ideas that all truth is relative and there's no such thing as an objectivity. You know, that's a valid academic point, but does it belong in normal parlance when we're trying to relate to one another and have a society? <laughs> he makes the point that we live in a cis-normative world, which is obviously the case. We do take for granted that there are men and women, males and females. And that we can't get he can't get very far in his radical ideology if we just assume that and that's a good point we can't get very far and i don't know why he's trying frankly i don't know what the agenda is where he's trying to teach everybody some alternative science where male and female biology is thrown out the window in replace of something else what he was saying is so radical that he even made room for the fact that transgender that there's room for that, that there's even non-binary, uh, there's room for non-binary as an idea within cis-normativity because it fits, if you have a spectrum, if you have a, um, a graph, even something that lies outside of it can be described in relation to that graph. So he's really playing games with his words. And he's really practicing this postmodernist idea, postmodernism in art and literature and film and everything is this way of pulling the rug out from underneath um, your suppositions. What is painting? Maybe just dripping can be painting. What is photography? Maybe just indexical nature of everything can be photography. Um, you can challenge, like, what is a play? People standing on stage. Like, okay, it's interesting. It's academically interesting. But if you're trying to further a civilization, what good does it do to say, what is gender? Gender is nothing. It's a construct. We can do whatever we want. Okay. I mean, 
I actually kind of agree with that. I support, I especially support uh, iconoclastic young people to express themselves however they want. I can relate to that a lot. But at the end of the day, let's be real. A sort of, quote, heteronormative, cisnormative reality functions reliably well for the vast majority of humankind. You know, we're not living in this steampunk post body world of being plugged into an actual matrix and living virtually. We're not in that world right now. Not quite. <laughs> I mean, maybe we are, maybe we are, maybe especially during the the pandemic, all, all of us on our laptops, we live virtually through our minds more than anything. And our bodies are, but a husk, a tired old shell that we are aiming to throw off like a mortal coil you know maybe there's something quite beautiful about that that these bodies are just a curse that we're non-consentingly born into those are fun mind games to play i like that stuff but it doesn't belong in the streets it doesn't belong as a bullying tactic to tell people what to do with their Instagram bios, for instance. So let me tell you a story. I have a friend here in Berlin. She's on her Instagram frequently, like many of us, and she's seeing all this messaging about the latest thing to care about and why she's, you know, failing as a moral citizen in some way and that what she really should be doing, for instance, is putting her pronouns in her bio and on her email sign-off and on her resume. And that if she cared about the lives, the endangered livelihoods of trans people, that she would do this nice little thing. And that if everyone just did this one little harmless, easy to do thing, then the world would just be so much better because people would, would have their live livelihoods intact or something. And she thought about it for a while. She saw these, you know, these kind of posts for years, like we all have. And it's been building up and up. And, you know, when you combine it with all the other activism and stuff and how everybody has to be super woke and in touch with all the latest trending politics that you just have to pick up the next thing. You know, if you're a good feminist, then you also have to be a good anti-racist. If you're a good anti-racist, then you also have to be a good ally to the transgender community. You know, if you're if you're not a vegan, then you should at least buy ethical, you know, ethical clothing if you're, you know, and on and on. So once you start into this world of being a do-gooder and trying to live your life ethically, that can be exploited. As soon as you donate to any cause, all these other, (laughs) all these other, you know, pieces of junk mail come into your mailbox asking you for money. And as soon as you give a euro or even just 50 cents to some guy on the street who's looking pretty disheveled and in trouble, then you have opened up your heart, which is a good thing. You know, I'm speaking quite cynically, of course, as a jaded ex-New Yorker um, who recognizes like, what's the end goal? What's the end game here? If I give everything, what happens? Like I can give and give and give my entire self to every homeless person, every activist cause I see, and then what? And this is what I want to know with the pronouns. 
what is the point of me putting he him declaring he him to you what's the point you like i am i am quite confident that everybody either knows that i'm a man or just doesn't care it's not relevant in this conversation that i'm a man i could be a deep-voiced woman i maybe it could just be a masculine voice right my voice reads masculine i guess i like to think it has a feminine touch as well but i have a man's voice because i'm a man but does it doesn't even matter what i call myself like you can call me whatever you want we can make up words it's meaningless but words do have a point they signify things to each other and that information can be valuable right it's i mean words have meaning of course in the grand scheme of things that are all just made up and languages are just you know arbitrary in a way so we can play that game of the postmodernist pulling the rug out and what the hell is real even yeah you can ask that but where does it get us let's focus on what our goal is here for instance I see two goals at odds. There is my goal of saying whatever I want, thinking out loud, freedom of speech and expression, and you know, being allowed to to think dangerously without fear of intense retribution from an overly authoritarian regime, whether it be governmental, corporate, or social. And then there's the goal, the supposed goal that I hear of protecting lives of ensuring the dignity respects and equality the equity of life and that everybody is treated the same way and all fairly and equally which mostly sounds good i mean that obviously sounds good basically except for that a lot of other evil people in history have said the same thing so it becomes suspicious in any case right we know a few things Let's like try and ground ourselves in a reality together. (laughs) A dangerous idea to be sure these days. We know that 99.95% of us are existing in this cis-normative reality. We know that a small fraction of those people are homosexual. But we finally realize that that's fine. Like go ahead and be gay, marry each other, do what you like. Surely you can probably also adopt kids and work in good jobs and be a very productive member of our shared society. And furthermore, regardless of orientation, whatever interest and fetish and sexual proclivity you might have, go ahead and explore it. We're basically hedonists at this point. We accept and tolerate all kinks do what you will so long as you're not hurting people it's all good so long as you consume so long as you work in the perpetual machine of mixed market capitalism do whatever you want in your bedrooms in your social lives in your style in your fashion in your behavior it's all good at the same time life is unfair things are unequal we know that there are people with disadvantages in the world. There's a lot of privileges. We speak a lot about privileges these days. People are tall. Other people don't get dates because they're short. People are thin. Other people don't get to be models because they're fat. Well, I guess that's switched. Uh, you know, we don't really talk about 
beauty privilege versus ugliness. We don't really talk enough about wealth privilege over poverty for some reason. That's such a big one, and we don't really talk about that. Um, but we love to talk about male privilege over feminine, uh, femininity and womanhood for some reason. We love to talk about white privilege over other races in the world, of which there are many. Um, and we love to talk about now cis privilege somehow over trans the point five percent of people that are trans. So the idea with the pronouns is that if you put your pronouns everywhere, it'll normalize the process of a trans person accepting themselves. And it's not so hard, so why not just do it? These are the arguments that I'm hearing, and they just don't make sense to me. I'm sorry to sound callous and stupid i'm stupid i'm dense on this topic what does my bio line do to help a 12 year old struggling kid accepting their gender identity what does it do what does it accomplish at all what if we all did it as if as if you can get people in nebraska and china to do this yeah right what does it accomplish if we all do that how does that help this kid and their body dysmorphia, technically speaking? I want to help this kid. Like if you could show me literally how it helps, okay. But I don't, I don't even understand how it helps to hold up a sign anymore. Like protest seems futile in my opinion. Uh, I don't really get a lot of this stuff, this noise. I don't really understand what all the fuss is about with most things, if I'm honest. It just seems like a vanity project of a cult that wants attention and power. That's what all of these look like to me. So this current vanity project today is people that have body dysmorphia, that don't know what gender to be, that want to mangle their bodies in some way, or not. Maybe they want to maintain a penis and just call themselves a woman. And I don't really care unless it actually does harm other women which it might i'm not saying it will but there is that possibility i mean let's not be naive but i'm not here to fearmonger this i'm not someone that thinks that every you know xy person that walks into a woman's restroom has malevolent intent quite the contrary i think up until five years ago this was happening just fine and no one cared i don't know why we've suddenly made a big deal out of it just let it go on let people express themselves however they want. Let people go into the bathroom stalls that they want. Let people maintain their jobs and not get fired. That's good. Let's fight for that. If that was the dialogue here, I would be all for it. If it was just, Keith, sign this petition to ensure that nobody gets fired for being trans. Great. I believe that. I definitely, I definitely believe that. <clears throat> if we were talking about domestic violence, if we were talking about, for instance... A uh, great film I saw growing up, Boys Don't Cry, starring Hil Hilary Swank, who presents as a boy but has female genitals and is assaulted and tormented in some Great Plains or a southern state in the U.S. And this is a really moving film that taught me a lot about unique experiences in the world and how to have compassion for different uh, mixed fortune people 
I say that because everybody has some amount of privilege and some amount of misfortune dealt their way. We all have a mix, including the character played by Hilary Swank. But to focus on this trans issue there was powerful. That did a lot for me to show me the nuances in the world and how unique individual experiences can be and how much everybody deserves our compassion and how we have to treat people better and how actual hate-filled, bigoted you know, people, how bad that is. And that is real in that movie. But I don't really see a lot of that these days. I don't know where that's coming from. I'm not sure what's really threatening trans people. I don't want to sound stupid. Obviously, in school, bullies will be bullying. <laughs> uh, kids will pick on anything, though, at the same time, right? I mean, you d- a bully will look for any vulnerability. It could be not even about you. It could be about your sibling. It could be about your parents. It could be what clothes you wear. It could be your name. And yeah, it could be your skin or your gender or your ugliness, whatever it is. Like bullies can be mean in the world and there are those people. But who's doing the bullying now? That's what I want to know. Like, where is the danger? And I have to, I will admit my privilege. I do live in my own safe, nice little bubble here in my Berlin flat, you know, hanging out with creative people and everyone that's in on things and cool so yeah i'm not really seeing the dangers but i do see danger in the world you know i see radical religious ideas i see uh dangerous corporate policies that hurt the planet i see um disgruntled workers rebelling i see a lot of fomenting of ill will so i see all that i just don't see what's threatening trans people specifically and how using our pronouns more explicitly helps. And furthermore, if that's what we're doing today, what happens tomorrow when paraplegics ask us to normalize declaring that we're bipedal in order to normalize their, you know, the awkwardness they face being in wheelchairs? My heart goes out to anyone in a wheelchair. You know, I've been around wheelchairs It's obviously a hindrance on your mobility. It's obviously a problem getting around buildings and stuff. It's an issue. Like, it's obvious, isn't it? It's so evident that having an unusual lot in life, a (laughs) non-normative, I mean, what words shall we use that sound nice? There's just, there is such thing as normal. There is such a thing as normal. It's not a bad word. I'm not even normal in a lot of ways, but I am normal in some ways. It's okay either way. You know, heterosexuality is normal. Most people are heterosexual. It's kind of by design, by some grand nature of design. But it's obviously natural to be gay. There are plenty of gay animals in the animal kingdom. But generally speaking, nine times out of ten... An animal will be attracted to its opposite, and there is an opposite. Like, this is not controversial stuff. I just feel like I have to say it strongly because it is being challenged by woke academics, and that is becoming really mainstream now. And it's making everyone think, oh man, I lost the. Did I not get the memo? What's the deal here? I'm very confused. I don't have the information. I'm not educated. You're educated. You know, you know basic biology, <laughs> and you know that there are 
abnormalities in the world. And those abnormalities fall on people, unfortunately. It's unfortunate, but it happens. People are born with cleft palates. People are born with fewer limbs. People lose their limbs. You know? People get horrendous diseases. People die too young. Like, terrible things happen in the world. What do you want me to do about it? Do you want me to declare that I'm cancer-free in order to normalize people that get cancer? Like, there's no end to this game. And that's why I object to it. I don't want to be told what I have to do to prove that I'm a good person. I resent that. I don't have to put my bio in my bio that I'm a he, him. That is so pandering to everybody. It's pandering to the trans community insofar as it is a community. It's pandering to you to just declare, look how cool I am that I am an ally to trans people. Aren't I a good person? Like, what is the value added there? And to what end? And when does it end? You know, every group can ask this. Why aren't we declaring our race? We should be way more race conscious. Write your race in your bio. Even if you are of mixed race as a unique American with like 10 different bloodlines, write them all down because it really matters suddenly. No, it doesn't. None of this stuff matters. It doesn't matter if you're transgender. Isn't that the point? Don't you want to be normalized? Don't you want to be seen for who you are as a person inside your interests, your hobbies, your desires? It doesn't make any sense. On one hand, like it's supposed to be this normalized thing, even though it's fundamentally not normal and that's not a judgment. It's just technically not. And two, there is this entire aspect of like the dating life and love life. Like there is this shaming that as a heterosexual man, I might be transphobic if I don't sleep with a trans woman or, you know, in the gay community, you know, if a trans man shows up in on Grindr, then my gay friends are transphobic if they don't agree to sleep with them. Or if you're a woman, lesbian, and there's a man that identifies as a lesbian, but he still has a penis, you're transphobic because you're not giving him oral sex. Like, doesn't that, how insane does that sound? It's crazy. And yet there is the might of victimhood in their corner that they're leveling and hammering society with. That's bullying. So it's weird because it's like you have my sympathy for having a diffi- more difficult uh, life. And I would totally watch movies about it. I'd read your books. I'd, wa- I'd hear your stories. Middlesex by Jeffrey Eugenides, for instance. Too long, but a very good book otherwise. But not if it's this woke, insane activist style of telling me what I have to do. I don't have to do anything. I don't owe my love to anyone. I don't have to sleep with anyone. I don't have to befriend anyone. I don't have to hire anyone. I don't have to do anything, guys. I choose to do what I want, and I am attempting to be a productive member of society because I want a good, healthy society. That, Im- that includes being nice to people. That includes like smiling to people on the street. That includes really smooth transactions with all my you know consumption habits. <laughs> and if my consumption habits cross paths with trans people, they are treated the same way. 
because they are humans that deserve dignity and respect as people, as strangers. And that's it. They don't deserve extra. They don't automatically get it. And they can also be jerks about it. They're people. Isn't that, I mean, where did I miss the plot here? (laughs) I mean, does this sound crazy to you? People should be treated the same regardless of whatever uh, differences they have. And by that logic, I'm not giving in and putting in my pronouns anywhere. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't mesh at all with my sense of humanity and egalitarianism. I like to treat everyone the same and base my opinion of them on their character. And I base my my attractions on chemistry. That's how I live my life. I don't choose who to like based on what's cool now or what I should be doing as a, a woke person. I don't, you know, I don't give in to whatever Twitter is telling me is what I have to put in my Twitter bio. You know, I mean, the if you put, uh, if you put, if you write something like Keith, he, him, anti-racist, vegan, I know what kind of person you are. And I'm going to, I'm sorry if I'm going to offend you here. You might be annoying <laughs> to, to, if those are the most interesting things about you, that's not that interesting to me personally. Now, I say that I have to take it back right away because I do know that people, there are people that do that and they're still really good, interesting, cool people. They just have decided that that's how they want to telegraph their uh, public life and to each his own, to each her own, whatever. Um, (laughs) I mean, how do you say that phrase now to each their own? Okay. There are so many rules and like, I don't want to give up my language to language police. It's not cool. Who made you police? You know, I don't want to cede that kind of power to vain narcissists. That's what it looks like to me, guys. That's what it feels like. You have yet to prove to me in any reasonable way why it's helpful to a struggling child with gender issues that my bio matters. I reserve my bio to write something like traveler, dreamer, you know, some cheesy bullshit like that. That's more what I'm into. You know, I care more about those kind of things. And that's more what I care to telegraph to you. If if you need to know if I'm a he, him, that's not very interesting (laughs) because it's a evidence and it has been for our entire species existence. And B, it's playing this political game that I just have to continually criticize. It's misplaced energy, guys. Let's make the word world actually better. If you care about justice, which we all should, focus on something real, for Christ's sake. Where are, where are trans people actually getting hurt right now? probably not even in America. I mean, the amount of hurt being experienced in America versus literally anywhere else on the planet, except for maybe Scandinavia. I mean, maybe help that area with accepting alternative lifestyles or uh, identities. Or maybe 
work on like legit legislation. I mean, adding trans identity to an anti-discrimination act or something, that makes sense. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, don't fire someone because they're trans. Don't, uh, whatever, whatever those (laughs) discrimination policies pertain to. Hiring and firing is all I can think of, but I'm sure there are others. It, sh- it should not stop you from getting a driver's license. It should not stop you from ordering at a restaurant. You know, like obvious things. When we talk about rights, we should be talking specifically about things. The rights to get married. The rights to ride a bus. You know, don't strip those rights from people based on their identity. Enough said. Like that's it. That's the whole argument. Where is it being done? Oh, over there. Stop it. Go pro- protest that. That makes sense. But controlling what we write in our in our emails doesn't make any sense to me. I'm sorry. And nor does this policing of TERFs and, you know, combating J.K. Rowling for not being woke enough on this issue. This is so misplaced energetically. What is going on here? I What I can see is that the majority of so-called harassment is dead naming and misgendering people. That's what the level of harassment is. So it's like calling Caitlyn Jenner Bruce. That's criminal somehow. And to say that trans women aren't women or that men aren't women though. Like people are getting literally kicked off of Twitter, our public sphere, for saying that. That is wrong to do, guys. People have a right to be on Twitter more than a trans snowflake, (laughs) sorry, has the right to be shielded from a very normal idea that if you're born with a penis, you're a man, even if you think you're a woman. Like, I'm not saying that that's what I'm endorsing. I'm just saying that statement does not equal violence at all. It doesn't even equal hate speech it's not hateful it's just presenting a biological fact that we all agreed on until five years ago and now trans women are women okay i mean fair enough trans women identify culturally as women i can accept that they wear dresses they go into the women's restroom and furthermore like uh boys don't cry character they might experience violence or harassment or other things that are threatening to women more so than men so yes trans women are women culturally speaking but not biologically they are different it's not hateful to say that and i shouldn't be deplatformed or canceled or boycotted or be called a bigot or transphobe for saying for suggesting that there might be some science behind that it doesn't make me an enemy and i think that activists are really missing the point here if they're attacking normal basic decent people for making very traditional easy to say statements like boys have penises and girls have vaginas that is not hate speech okay you can take it as a a teaching moment and say you know it's technically true what you're saying biologically but Gender is performative and a boy with a penis can actually perform as a girl and present as a girl and should be treated with dignity and respect even as such. Fair enough. I would agree to that. 
I think most people on Reddit would even agree to that. You don't have to berate them as bigots and turfs for not saying it exactly how you want people to say it. All right, that was a pretty good rant, I guess. So my friend was convinced, at least temporarily, to put she, her, and her bio. Because she just thought, oh, it's easy for me. It doesn't really do me any harm. You know, I'm I I'm good either way. <laughs> so why not do it? And I do love that kind of uh, nonchalance about it. And it's true. I mean, yeah, sure. If you're good either way, why not do anything? But it's like, yeah, why not go on a date with me? You know, what's the difference to you? Just do it. <laughs> if you're good either way, why not fill in the blank? I don't know. I mean, it's a, just a bad argument. Uh it's not that big of a deal to jump out of an airplane. It's not that scary, so just do it. That's not a good argument. It's fun. It's exciting. It's exhilarating. That's the reason. Not, well, why not? <laughs> it's a dangerous framework because you just don't know what's coming behind it. You know, like I'll think of an, I think of another woke uh, logic here, punch a Nazi. It's like, well, you think Nazis are bad, don't you? you know, world supremacy of a certain race. Don't you think it's bad? Yeah, it's bad. Okay, so why can't you punch them? Because violence is wrong? Yeah, but it's violence against this specific thing. Okay, fine. Punch a Nazi. Makes sense. Okay, now we're going to punch this guy too. Yeah, but that's not that's not a Nazi. Well, sure, it's close enough though. I mean, he also um, thinks his race is a little superior even if he doesn't want to dominate the world. Yeah, right. It's okay, so you're going to punch him too? Well, I'm going to do worse because, you know, I really don't want that to spread. So I'm going to kick him as well. Okay. And what about this next guy? Yeah, well, he's not saying any of that white supremacist stuff, but he kind of seems like he would. So let's punch and kick and break his car windows also. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is how it's going. This is how 2020 is gone. This is the kind of logic. So I really resist getting involved (laughs) in this stuff. Because as soon as you start like talking about that stuff and playing those games, you don't know where you can be led. And it is this famous phrase among activists, stand for something or you'll fall for anything. And it's ironic because the people that say that are the ones that are telling you what to fall for. Add your bio stuff, add your, add your pronouns. Um, no, I'm actually standing for speaking up for myself and expressing myself on my terms. That's what I'm standing up for. I'm not going to fall for whatever en vogue political trend is telling me what to do. I can be supportive of equal rights and egalitarianism and treating people with dignity without doing that, you know? And I, I want more of us to do that, you know? Like, you don't have to feel bad that you might be a bigot. You're not a bigot. Like as soon as you think about that, it automatically disqualifies you from bigotry because bigots don't reflect on their inner worldview. It's like anti-bigoted to even reflect on that. To be bigoted is to literally be obstinate and willfully ignorant of other information to hold on to an ideology so tightly that you're annoying to people. That's what a bigot is. And the irony, again, is that people on the left can be like that. 
you can be fighting for people's rights and dignity and be a bigot. I know it sounds kind of crazy, but it's true. And I just think it requires a little more thought. Like, what are we doing here? Why are we doing that? What's the point here? And not to immediately have this answer shouted at you. Like, don't you know how threatened trans lives are? How much suicide they have? Like, okay, but what? how is that relevant here? Are you asking me to answer calls for a suicide hotline? Like, that would be helpful. Those places need workers, compassionate workers, sympathetic listeners. There, there are real things to do to help the world. There are real things. And then there are fake things, you know? And some of the, the things we do that are fake, we do it not to actually help the world, but to, like, maintain social cohesion in our own circles you know i'm thinking of the straw ban you know like we're not allowed to use plastic straws anymore now this is not a big deal i don't want to die on this hill at all but i just want to try and illustrate a point reducing pollution in the world by eliminating plastic straws that could feasibly you know kill a fish that chokes on it or something is such a minute drop in the bucket in terms of the global pollution that corporations make. It's insane how small of a difference this makes. But it looks good. It's an easy hashtag. It's an easy consumer behavior to change because no one really cares, you know? I mean, no one really cares what their straw is made out of, A, or even if they have a straw. It's not the end of the world to not have a straw. And... It sounds cool. Oh, yeah. Wow. I don't even need a straw. I'm not going to add pollution. I'm not going to use the wrapper and throw that away or even throw it on the ground. Like, I'm a good person. Oh, you're also a good person? Oh, cool. We have a lot in common. Like, that's great first date material. <laughs> but it's not saving the world. Come on. Why would we? Why do we fool ourselves and pretend that? And it's the same with pronouns. Like, you're not saving anybody. You're just showing your date that you're also woke and what i resent is that i have to like have this awkward conversation with my dates that i'm not woke and (laughs) well it's a fine litmus test i guess i shouldn't be dating woke girls i guess you know fair enough shout out to my ex-girlfriend who i do miss on this topic i liked that we bonded on this kind of stuff Well, I guess I've said what I need to say. I'm starting to go in different directions. Um, I wanted to keep this one kind of short, and it is shorter, so that's nice. Um, I mean, how much can you really go on about trans issues? What I mean, we act like we're ignorant on these topics. What are the issues? They don't feel like they're in the right body. Okay, great. So what do you want to do about that? I should say one more thing. Healthcare. People need money for surgery if they need surgery or if they want surgery either way it doesn't matter what should be done about that i mean america needs to get its act together with universal health care first and foremost and if you want to start gofundmes or pool money or maybe even tax people in order to pay for the health care of people with what i would call major disorders and i don't mean that as a judgment i have disorders I think we just have to call things what they are. It's okay if it's a disorder. It is a disorder. Body dysmorphia, gender dysmorphia, those are things. You can we can criticize 
the field of psychiatry and psychology if you want, but whatever, like it's a thing. Okay, maybe disorder sounds offensive to you. Abnormality, use a PC word, whatever you want. It's a condition that's real, it's not normal. If it needs healthcare attention and that healthcare is unaffordable, that's a real problem. You can get my attention and get my sympathy and my allyship with that issue. Hmm, what should we do? How can these how can these people live more comfortable lives, understanding themselves better, being comfortable in their bodies? Like that is an issue. I get that. So let's work together and figure out how to do that. Keith, just change the way you talk. Well, no. How does that help? <laughs> But language changes over time. Yeah. So let it change over time. Why are you telling me what to do? Let the language evolve as it does like it always has. Why are you, if that was the case, you wouldn't have to police it whatsoever. No one had to like tell people to, I'm not going to make slang references, you know, slang. It just happens naturally. It doesn't take policing, you know? And whenever activism takes this kind of policing, I become skeptical of it because it's not activism. It's like bullying and authoritarianism pretending to be (laughs) do-gooderism. So that's my skepticism. My hot take this week on trans lives. Good luck to everybody that struggles with their identity with their sexual identity, with their gender identity, like that's real stuff. And my friend that I was telling you about, um, who did, who did add her bio, her, uh, pronounced her bio. She was telling me, Keith, you have to speak to more people out there. You have to get interviews. You should talk to a trans person on this. Not just, you know, I mean, it's cool enough if you go on sharing your thoughts, that's interesting enough, but it'd be so great to hear you talk to a trans person. And she's right. I do welcome those conversations. It's hard for me logistically to organize them. I am very bad at admin stuff as a podcaster. I'm putting it out there. I would love help if you want to help me, if you want to have a real conversation with me, or even just a chill, relaxed conversation with me. I've appreciated, by the way, all the emails I've been getting from people. That's awesome. Um, I'm trying to maintain all those conversations. They're ongoing. So my apologies if I haven't gotten to all of them. Um... I guess that's it. I'm on Patreon, Key Thinking, and my website, keithtelfayan.com slash keythinking. Check it all out. I always appreciate your listening and support. And I'll leave it there. Until next time. Ciao.